you know me, I love tabletop games that just get more people playing tabletop games or that, that introduce game, you know, tabletop gaming to new players, young players, just any way we can grow this segment of the hobby and get people, keep people gaming more. Um, and there's one publisher that, that seems to be doing this really, really well that I'm a huge fan of, fan of and that, of course, is Ninth Level Games. Uh, their polymorph, polymorph system is uh, rules light, but yet it has enough crunch that I think is really it really does a really great job of, of uh, setting the, the, the mechanics and, and, and themes into motion uh, for a lot of their role-playing games. And I featured them on the show before. I'm excited to have them on today. We're going to be talking about their next project, which is called Venture Society. And we've got two of the designers on. We've got Timothy Grant and Heather O'Neill. They're both behind this, this project. And it's going to be a really awesome game. It's going to Kickstarter. So I'm going to remind folks that if you are uh, interested in anything that we're talking about, check out the links in the description of this video. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a really great product for new and existing role-playing players. So stick around. We're going to be talking Venture Society with the team at Ninth Level Kings. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, welcome to Victor Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're talking Venture Society, Venture Society with Ninth Level Games. Uh, joining me, of course, are two of my co-hosts, and that, of course, is Amanda Call and Ben Higgins. Thank you so much, crew, for coming on. And uh, I'm excited. I don't know about you all, but I'm a big fan of Ninth Level Games and what they're doing and the products that they've been putting out. It's just some really great stuff. I love their price points. I love their system. I, I, they're doing some really great things. And uh, I know that you two are both fans of, of their games as well. So thank you so much for joining us and, and being a part of this session. Uh, I'll remind folks that if you are a fan of Ninth Level Games and, and all their, their products, hit that like button down below. And if you are interested in just more tabletop content and the people that create them, please hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you as part of our VCG community here on YouTube and on our audio podcast. So thank you so much. I'll also remind folks that if you are uh, interested in what we're doing and what you're we're talking about, what these designers have planned for Kickstarter, either if you watch the, if you're looking at this and it's past the Kickstarter, you can go and check out the links down below and, and uh, you'll be able to uh, learn more about it. If you have backed this on Kickstarter right now, let me know in the comments as well. So without further ado, let's bring on the people that everyone is here to see. And then, of course, is Timothy Grant and Heather O'Neill. Hello. From Ninth Level. Hey, thanks so much for coming on and being a part of the session and, and chatting about your, your, next, uh, your next project that you've got coming. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hi. Heather, uh, I, we've known each other for quite a few years. Uh, Timothy, we actually got to have dinner at PAX Unplugged last year. And yeah. I'm going to tell you, actually, Ben and I got to actually have dinner with, yeah. with you. And uh, we had a, a great dinner with uh, a whole bunch of folks from the tabletop, uh, you know, from the, the whole tabletop community and, and uh, content creators, designers and everything. And it was just a, a pleasure to meet you. So when I heard that you were behind this, this project, I was super, super excited for you. And of course, you know, anything that Heather does too, is I'm, I'm always excited about as well. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Venture Society. It's going to Kickstarter as of 
tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, That's well depending on when you're listening to this, sure. the 13th of September. <laughs> at, at time of recording. At right. time of recording. It, it will be in a few hours. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, 11.30 a.m. Eastern uh, tomorrow, which is uh, the 13th. But it's going to be live all the way through to October 13th. So there's plenty of time, hopefully, for people who catch this later to do that. And, of course, late pledge and all that good stuff. Is that a goat? Yes. yes. Oh. Um, goat, a, we believe a prairie dog. A, we were, we've had some debates uh, of what that artist uh, was was trying to come up with with that. But we think it's a prairie dog, a frog, and a chicken. Oh, my gosh. I love it already. I have no idea what's happening other than these animals are adorable. So, so you want to give us like the, the, the two-minute sales pitch as to what uh, Venture Society is uh, all about? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. So Venture Society is a game for families uh, and therapists, educators, and anyone working with children or just want to have fun in a simple, uh, easygoing game, right? We, we heartwarming game, if, if you would. It's, it's a game about animals in a world trying to make the world a better place. And it is designed with the ideas of social emotional learning in its core and to be used in therapy and in the school system. Uh, when we first start, started uh, working on it, it was we had the idea of what we call in New Jersey the uh, wraparound approach, where if we're working with a, children, a child, it's being in the home, it's uh, in the school and in therapy. And we wanted to make sure that all of those avenues could be used with this game. And, and that was our, our main focus is uh, helping kids be able to have better social skills. I love that. that that's an amazing, amazing goal to have as for, for a game and for a product. I, I can't commend you enough for, 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 for putting that out as, as a as a product and as part of it is as, as part of you know a ninth level project too yeah yeah um i feel like it's a good way to just go into this now we can then sure. sell them more into the world of the animals next just because the whole reason i think if covid didn't happen the pandemic this might not have happened because for like five years now probably tim and um his business partner and also a designer on this uh brian and i would meet at some of the conventions especially something like Metatopia, which is a design convention, and kind of just talk about how they as therapists use games in their daily sessions. And they had used a lot of the ninth level games before, like Cobalt's Ate My Baby or Meeple Party, and we would talk about this. And then we were like, it'd be really cool to make a game that's like for therapy, but actually fun, and kids think it's cool, and all this. So we would talk about this at length all the time, and the, the shortcomings of existing games in their field. Then March 2020 hits. And I think before the end of March 2020, I had like hit them up and said, do you want to start working on this game? <laughs> so we pretty much started early stages of thinking about it, like probably by April of 2020, just because we were like, we've got some time. <laughs> Let's work on this game, you know? So uh, that really like gave us something to do. And we would meet like at least 
once a month, sometimes twice a month. And then it got, you know, maybe even weekly for a little while. And then, you know, by the time 2021 came around, it was really cranking and it was more just like getting that final push to get ready to, to go to production. But yeah, this was something that we've been thinking about for years. And I personally, from the ninth level perspective, wanted to make a game that specifically be for kids, but not be not for adults, right? Like it's mm -hmm. all ages because it's easy enough for a kid to play. The themes are completely 100% fine and they're going to understand them. But it's actually really fun for adults to play if they just want, like Tim said, a kind of easy, low key, just kind of a fun, heartwarming experience. Um, so that was kind of my mission kind of coming into this whole thing, too. So um, now we're excited because it's like actually happening. <laughs> so. Absolutely. So, yes, yeah, so where we're coming from with all this. So it's been it's been in, in the in the works for a while. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I love the, the like you've put a lot of thought behind just everything as far as as far as I can tell like even the the art is just it just kind of nails the whole like I don't know what you, I don't want to say cutesy but it's like lighthearted you know kind of cartoony just yeah accessible. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. That's, yeah, thank yeah. you Ben thank you yeah we were we, we were kind of going for like you said something um that seems like it might be on Cartoon Network but has uh appeals you know isn't for adults, like it's, you know, for you, like a Craig of the Creek level of age group, you know, where it's like, okay, this could be something um, a 10 year old can watch and, you know, or a six year old can watch and they understand it, um, you know, and then we kind of mimic the cover to look like, like a Nintendo Game Boy cartridge to kind of like <laughs> nostalgia it up a little bit. And like, you know, that we, so it's still got that vibe for if you're, you know, in your thirties and you're like, Ooh, this is cool. And I have kids now. And, you know, so we, we, we still aesthetically wanted to kind of hit to the parents as well who were buying this probably. Um, so we were really excited. And the artist is the same artist who did um, Meeple Party and Schrodinger's Cats and Pavlov's Dogs board games for us. So we've worked with him. Uh, James Stowe is his name. And he is amazing at like putting emotion and, and characters into to these little cartoon people. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, so basically, uh, the the world they're playing in, if you couldn't tell already, is a world of animals. Um, and what happened in the world is many years ago, there were all these regions, uh, you know, and they were at war with each other. And they were fighting all the time. We don't really delve into why that's happening. We just say they used to be at war. And then some brave people or animals from each uh, group you know, laid down their weapons in the name of peace and formed the Venture Society. So then now that's like a worldwide organization, kind of like the Scouts meets Student Council, um, where you're trying to like do the right thing and help people out. And if you see people that are maybe like bickering, like stepping in and being like, how can we resolve this? Or someone who's sad, how could you help them? Or someone needs help because they're wheel on their cart broke okay we're going to chip in and, and like a boy scout and we're going to do that right so it's kind of got all those areas um in the society and the the cover is the four some of the leaders of the different regions that's what that's uh showing and basically the beginning of the game you are a new venture society member so that's how it all starts out. Um, and then basically we go from there and we walk you through the journey of, you know, what do you do as a Venture Society uh, member? And then you go on an adventure and you talk about, are we living up to the principles 
of the Venture Society? Like, did we do a good job? Like, what, you know, did we work together? Did we do this? Did we do that? And that can be just a quick discussion or not discussion at all if you're just doing this for fun or a therapist or teacher could like really talk about that and, and you know, take that in-game experience and, you know, which is still the kid and um, have a discussion about it. So that's kind of where we're coming from with the whole thing. That's amazing. Yeah. The, the biggest thing about having to, that discussion at the end is having a, an economy in the game would, will add more to the world, right? We, we are introducing these NPCs that you're going to interact with and help along in the world. And we want to be able to give you an opportunity to like bring them in to where you live and have more NPCs to more like quest givers, right? Uh, people that could help you along the way, people you call upon to be like, hey, you know, I, I need help because, uh, hey, you remember last time when when we helped you uh, bring that bridge down and you to get to the Battle of the Bands? Can, can you help me uh, figure out how to... Uh, do this mechanical thing to whatever, you know, like just being able to call upon someone else for help uh, or even bringing like a new skill to yourself, uh, adding those type of things like to create more, more diversity in like what, how you're playing the game, right? And building a world around it. Yeah, basically, it's not so much that there's there's no leveling. It's very light okay. if you're familiar with polymorph games, sure. which if anyone uh, who isn't, it's, it's very rules light, more narrative based. But in this case, um, there's still an incentive by getting these venture points at the end of your uh, adventure, which is what Tim was talking about, the economy in the game, which is uh, a communally given out based off like how many of these venture society principles, which are social emotional learning things like communication, um, social awareness, personal strengths, and um, what's the last one? Uh, something else that I'm blanking on right now because we're on a camera and I'm looking at it. Right <laughs> well, that's now. just what happens. That's Absolutely. just what happens when you're on the spot. It's like thoughts uh, are gone. Yeah, emotional wellness, social awareness, personal strengths, and communication. So those are kind of some of the top level things. And those things look like following directions and empathy and asking questions and protecting others and stuff like that. So basically how they're doing that as a group is kind of rewarded at the end. And that's when, it just, if that's not happening, because that will probably happen if you're playing with kids, um, where it's like, hey, you know, um, we had some trouble, you know, no one wanted to share that, that reward we got, you know, or, Hey, you told, it seemed like maybe we missed out that that person was sad and maybe we could have helped them or something like that. Right. So, um, you know, so there's a way if you want to take it further and discuss it, or if there's a specific issue uh, or challenge that your kid's having with bullying or anxiety or something, there's uh, adventures in there that can address that. But if you're just like, I want to be a fun animal, sure, it might address anxiety, but it's, you know, there's no like re reason you can't play this game. So that was kind of our plan was you come in first with it's a fun game and yeah, oh, it just so happens the economy is this. It just so happens that there's an adventure about anxiety. There's an adventure about greed. There's adventure about puberty. You know what I mean? But like, it's not heavy handed. It doesn't sure. look like a therapy game. It doesn't, you know, do all that. So that was yeah. kind of. The, the approach we ended up taking one of our biggest things is we, we wanted to have a game that was fun you sure. know it was yeah. something that wasn't a therapy game 
Yeah. You know, we, we see all the therapy games, the ungame. It's called the ungame because it's not a game, <laughs> you know? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we, we wanted something that we could use in a therapy session uh, and it just be a fun time and, and doesn't feel like therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, ben or Amanda, do you have any questions for, for sure. our, our panel? Yeah. Um, you know, I, we, we see so often with with all the different role play systems that are out there they do tend to lean a little bit heavily on 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 combat and stuff for, to resolve these uh you know uh, issues and and obstacles that get in their way how obviously that's that's not the goal of this game um but what type of mechanical influences happen during the game i know you talked a little bit about the 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 conversations that can happen after the adventure but what kind of mechanical things have you included in the game to to steer people away from looking towards conflict as a way of of resolution and more towards communication so what one of the the biggest things is like the the principles of the venture society is uh we're trying to keep peace in the world and we're trying to uh we're trying to make it a better place and you are awarded points almost like almost like experience but we it's not really experience um where it's just more of an incentive to not act violently and being a part of the venture society you're you're not acting upon violence you're actively trying to help people in fact uh like the actions in the game like when you're rolling if you're familiar with the polymorph game uh there are usually uh different actions you could do in the game and we chose to purposely make the actions that you're doing one of them is help uh you've failed at something but you've earned uh, a help token that could help you later um the next one is focus uh Things like thinking, listening, reading, remembering, uh, moving is the next one, which is like physical movement, Mm -hmm. uh, doing things like that. Uh, The next one is words. It's communicating, apologizing, uh, using uh, nonverbal gestures in that way. Uh, The next one's heart, uh, being brave or protecting someone, uh, giving assistance to someone. And uh, one of the, the things that we really wanted to celebrate is like, a big win so if you roll the top of your die like most polymorph games uh you're gonna you're gonna ask yourself like what what does my animal know or or can do that could could win in this situation right and everyone yells venture and uh you succeed mm-hmm. and you're celebrating like your success oh that's great I love that. I yeah. love that. I mean, we like framing things. I, I, we're ninth level, so you know, it's a kids' game. So, but yeah, so um, it doesn't happen all that often. But yeah, so um, it, within the adventures, though, right? Um, so because okay, the, the things you can do, your options, nothing is combat. First of all, so that's not how you can solve your problems. Um, but the the challenges that are presented are usually more like you would think of, like uh, you know uh. A boy scout or uh, a girl scout troop would do which is like oh uh farmer so-and-so is having trouble uh you know with the crops they need help or like the bridge is stuck open a drawbridge is stuck stuck open like how can we get over this bridge and no one's coming to help like let's solve the problem or 
someone's trying to uh, perform at a battle of bands and they're nervous and you're backstage, you know, being part of the crew and you happen to notice this um, or someone's trying to like make food and it, they're messing up and they need help or, you know, they're, they're getting discouraged. So it's, it's things like that where we present the idea and we see where it goes. I am 100% sure. And it's already happened that it, someone's going to try to do violence, right? It's going to happen, sure. but um, we're going to, uh, we basically have tips in there on how to like, not just like shut that right down and be like, well, your options are these, you know, or something. Um, right. And there's a lot of times that we've had um, where if someone is kind of going towards that angle, sometimes they will kind of uh, even shut down a little bit, but they're still sure. engaged. And then once they see everyone else is having fun, sometimes, they'll, I mean, I've seen it, they've come back in. So, I mean, you know, it ends up being a little bit uh, where they realize, oh, that's not how this game works. And even though like I want to do that right now, they kind of, realize that that's not what this game is, you know? So it's interesting. And I played with a couple of older kids that are definitely D and D heavy. And they immediately first were like, can I, can I do this? And it's like, well, not, that's not really how we solve, you know, these are your yeah. options. Cool, so yeah. um, we've definitely had that experience that's going to happen, but we're steering clear as far away from that as we possibly can, you know? One of the cutest experiences I've seen was, uh, one of the kids was a cat and wanted to solve something they were doing by biting someone. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the party reacted in a way was like, what are you doing? No. Like, why are you biting them? <laughs> like that, that's not okay. That, that's not what the venture society does. <laughs> that's not what that's, we do here. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, it is, it is, uh, you know, the bot, they get the buy-in right away, you know? So it's like, mo you know, for the most part. Um, so the plan is, you know, you're, you're in this society when we're creating you know, your character, you're like, you read them like the principles of the society. Like you, there's a whole introduction, like, you're part of this now there's like a play like there's like a little thing they say they yell venture and then we start playing so it's like they're in this world right and they're now they're the cat the giraffe the goat whatever um you know we do a warm-up where we're like okay what do you sound like like what foods do you like to eat and then maybe even do like a little session with them uh for like five minutes just to kind of mm -hmm. get them into it and then get going and um that really works a lot too like just I, to that's great get yeah, them in the character too yeah you get that social contract you're building yep. from the <laughs> yeah, exactly mm -hmm. exactly yeah i mean i know myself playing um you know good 15 minutes in all of a sudden I'm like, okay now i'm cranking in my in my character um so i think it, it it works well this way too uh to do that especially like okay you're an animal now and then those they'll go right in they're like well i can fly so i'm gonna do this or well i'm little i'll climb up your arm and we're like yeah. yep that you're gonna do sounds great. So, yeah. I, yeah, I so actually had a question about the animals. So, so the question about the animals: Can you be like any animal? Are there like guidelines in the in the book about how how do you like what can your animal do, or like templates for specific types of animals? So, one of the things that we talked about a lot was like let's keep it to like animals in our world. Um, if someone wanted to play a unicorn or something like that, yeah, we'll probably let them do it. Like, it, you know, why, why are we going to stop them from like playing something like that? But like for, for the, most of the animals represented in our world are all animals that you could find in this world and anything that animal can do, like we're okay with 
the players being able to do that because that's what the animal would be able to do. So if you're uh, if you're a cat, you probably climb trees really easy. If you're a bird, you can fly. Doesn't mean you'd be able to carry a uh, a cat across like a, a a a large area, but you can fly and you could probably carry small things with you. Um, things along those natures where that's that's the round where we're going with with it. Excellent. My, yeah, my, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go. Like, kind of confirm character creation because maybe Amanda might not be as familiar with polymorph games. Um, this is so mazes is the most crunchy in quotes of the of the um, polymorph games, which has a lot more going on in the character sheet. But for the most part, our character creation is very, very light. And Venture Society is now the latest character creation possible. So it is you pick an your name, you pick your animal type you answer this question. What helpful thing do you do around town? What item do you have with you? Done. You've made your character. Now you determine uh, which role, R-O-L-E, you are, and that determines which dice you roll, R-O-L-L. Um, you can either have them choose, you can choose, or in the case of possibly a therapy session or an educator, you might want to have them do like a five minute warm up and say, oh, it sounds like you're this person or the, you're this person. So you could be the mover, the talker, or the protector. So the D6 is the mover. They're going to be best at the uh, moving around, making decisions. The talker is going to be, of course, talking, asking questions, creating plans. And then the protector is going to be like standing up for others, helping out using em empathy and they're going to be better at those words and heart roles and mover is going to be better at the focus and move roles. Um, so basically there is no restriction on like, Oh, you have to pick like a, a genome. Or you have to pick like a class. <laughs> or a species. It's not right. that. It's just, Oh, you, whatever animal you want to be, you're that animal and you have all the abilities of that animal. Um, and then you have this item. So maybe you're that bird, but if you're like, I have, I don't know, uh, a shovel. You're like, okay, you have a shovel, right? Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> so we don't even ask any more questions. It's very narrative based. It's just, it's kind of got that little bit of a cartoony vibe to it where we're just letting that go and just going with it. And they're creating their, that little uh, character and that question when we say, well, how big is the shovel or how big are you? it actually ends up creating a lot more of the character and their motivation, mm. like why they're doing this helpful thing, why they have that shovel. And that's enough. And we get going right away. Nice. Yep. So my question was going to be, um, so since this is not only a, a tabletop role-playing game, that's fun yeah. and, and, and for that, you know, industry. Sure. This is also a, a therapy game. How do you bridge that, to the the to that side of the industry to, to that industry I, I, I and this is something that, that I think is just great for you know I, I again I can't commend you enough for this for this you know the, this product because of the fact that not only are you trying to go for a tabletop product but you're also trying to like help people and try yeah. to have this product tap into that industry as well I'm just curious how you bridge yeah. that over so that this product, gets noticed for that segment and and can be a a product to be used yep. for therapy and all that i'm gonna have tim answer a lot of this but i'm just gonna sure. mention one thing in the beginning which is we decided as a company as a publisher because i'm also the publisher of it yep. to um 
fund the game through the TTRPG community and the gaming community because that's going to be the people who know what Kickstarter is, who understand, you know, this type of thing, a little bit more of an early adopter. So um, we kind of expect that the first push right now this fall is going to be a lot of parents and therapists and teachers who happen to be in the TTRPG community and, and kind of push that like step one. And then um, Tim knows a lot of people in the therapy community. So we are hitting a couple of therapy conventions in October, and then we will be kind of heavily hitting, getting into those streams uh, next year. And we already have done library conferences and we know a lot of people in the teachers uh, conference type of thing. So once the game is kind of out, that's gonna be like a big focus for us to kind of start pushing that next year. We're gonna push it this year too, but of course our number one right now is is the, the gaming community and then we'll go to to those communities next. So, sure. but Tim, I know you have some some thoughts on this, yeah. Yeah, uh, so when we first started, one of our, our things is that we really wanted to use it for therapy and we needed a game that could be played in a therapeutic hour. So sometimes that's, sometimes that's 45 minutes, uh, sometimes that's an hour and Sometimes we could stretch it a little further, but we needed it to work within that time frame. So we made sure that all of our adventures could be played in 45 minutes. And if we wanted to play longer, if you're playing at home, you could just string a few together and play a longer session. Um, but they're all written to be 45 minutes. And that was very intentional. And uh, something that me and Brian, who is a registered play therapist, uh, and licensed therapist in New Jersey, uh, who is who wrote pretty much all of the the therapeutic guide uh, that will be included in the uh, the box version of the game. Uh, that has all the details about connecting the therapeutic uh, powers of play and SEL, uh, which is like the teachers on the teacher side of the guide. Uh, connecting both of those so you can use the principles in the game to connect them to everything else. And that was something that we really wanted to do. And, and another thing that was really important to us, which kind of kind of started the conversation for all this to start, was working with nonverbal uh, people. So we have had over the years many people who were selectively like mute or selectively like nonverbal, right? And we they they play role playing games with us in sessions, and sometimes the social anxiety becomes too much. So something that we wanted to have included in this game was a nonverbal deck. So something that like uh, a pictorial system almost, where you're uh, I want to run over here and jump over the bridge, and you're you can touch the cards that would tell you that this is what I want to do. Uh, that was really important for us to to be able to have that because we've had plenty of of kids that we've worked with, even adults, that uh, would shut down sometimes, and they need they need they want to still participate, but they have trouble communicating verbally. So that was a, a big part of it. And therapy and role playing games is not a new thing, right? But it is something that is starting to emerge uh, more recently in the last like five to 10 years. And uh, we're really trying to push like therapy can be fun. You know, it doesn't have to be 
uh, that talk session that, that you're, you're going to dread every time. It can be fun and, and we can talk about things through our characters as well in a way that uh, it's not as personal and we can hide behind a character and talk about things that we wouldn't normally talk about in a session, especially in a group therapy session. It's amazing. I, it's great. Uh, you mentioned that this is a box set. We'll, we'll talk. Can you tell us a little bit about what the product, you, what you, what you're hoping that the product will look like, and 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 what the you know basic pledge level is going to going to entail, and 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 uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious now. Yeah. now that you said box set. I'm, I'm I'm used to just just you guys uh, just putting together you know books, and and and, and, and you guys you know all of you put the ninth level puts out some great books and all, and and so I'm excited to hear about this box set. Yeah. So the box set is the, the core product. Okay. I'm right. just saying the box set because you can you will be able to just get the book. So okay. the box set is the core product, which is going to come with, you know, the RPG book that is your standard, you know, how to play the game, the professional guide, which will help uh, teachers and therapists on how to use it in their sessions. And then um, it's going to come with a uh, polyhedral dice. It's going to come with dry erase character sheets and dry erase pens with a pre-gen on the back of those. It's going to come with a standing, which I'm excited about, a standing um, adventure booklet. So like, Facing the players is this big image and placing facing the GM is all the information about, you know, in the adventure. Awesome. Um, and then there's going to be the card deck, uh, which is going to have some adventure prompts and some other little things you can use. And then the nonverbal actions uh, pictures and the help tokens and the um, uh, venture tokens and those kinds of things will be in there. So that is all pre-stretch goal, definitely going to be in the game. And then um, you can just get just the book or just the therapist book digitally or physically. Um, so we've got all that. And hopefully if we do have some stretch goals, we'll have some upgraded things um, to all of the, the box set items and more adventures and that kind of stuff. The other awesome thing is that the, any of the products that you get come with um, all of the adventures, at least digitally. And we have over 20 of those with like some great wow. RPG people like Jason Morningstar and Doug Lewandowski and Misha Bushager and Senfu Lim and um, some other therapists, uh, writers. So we've got like a ton of people involved on this project. So you're going to get like an amazing uh, amount of adventures as well, which is awesome. That's awesome. You've got that much content just right out of the gate. We need it for kids' games. If you don't, I've yeah. yeah. seen this happen so many times where I've heard people say, Well, there was only three pre written adventures and now I have to make my own. And I don't know what to do. Or I just, or when are more adventures coming out for this game? When are more adventures coming out for this game? And it's like, Oh, it's because. Even though we might have the simplest structure, just answer these questions, make your adventure. They still have to think it up and fill the blanks in where if we can say there are 20, like probably the life of a, of, uh, a uh, regular family would maybe barely get through that. Right. I'm so sure. it's like, you know, 20, if they play it 20 times, that's amazing. Right. So, I mean, that should be great. But as far as a therapist or a teacher or someone, a camp counselor or somebody who might want to use it constantly, yeah. 20 is an amazing number as well, because you can really, really use those. So um, that's another huge point up to the game, which is yeah. a lot of times there's just not enough. And especially if a parent is already nervous about GMing, already nervous about creating uh, their own adventures, like that could be a barrier right there. So sure. Well, I'm super excited uh, to see this uh, launch on Kickstarter. I, I am going to spread the word 
all over the place because I think this is a product that that uh, not only does this industry needs industry need, but like just everybody needs just because you know there's just so many things that uh, that uh, kids are, are dealing with in, in this day and age, and and, and folks yeah. uh, and any any kind of tool to help them deal with with all the with any issue that they might have is is, is definitely helpful, and uh, yeah. I, I'm excited for y'all and, and uh, hope everybody that's watching this as well is, is excited as well. If, if you're, like I said, I'll mention again that if you are interested in anything that we just talked about, feel free to check out the link in the description below. Um, and if you if you back the Kickstarter, let us know in the comments. Uh, Heather, where can folks find more information on uh, Venture Society and ninth level, ninth level games in general? Um, so on uh, Twitter, uh... We're at ninth level games with the number nine T H. Uh, the website is ninthlevel.com, nine T H. And you can find there's a Venture Society page on there that you can find the information on. Obviously, there's probably a link to the Kickstarter below here. So that will take you right there. Um, but yeah, feel free to follow along. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun announcements. We're going to have a lot of things going on. And uh, now that this has been, what is it, almost two years since we came up yeah. with the idea, we're like, we're like very ready for this to, uh, to to get out and have for everybody to see what we, we've been working on. Absolutely. And Tim, if folks want to, to know more about you and, and what uh, what you do and, and, and everything, where, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at therapyandplay.com. Uh, our, our company is Gaming Approaches Towards Education. And uh, you can find me on Twitch at uh, cast with two T's gamers uh, on Twitch. We stream games that we would use in our professional lives, whether we are educators, um, therapists, or um, spiritual guidance. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's going to do it for this session. I want to thank everyone that joined us. I want to thank my co-hosts Amanda and Ben for uh, for joining me as always. And uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you to go check out the Kickstarter below. Follow it if you haven't already followed it. Back it if you haven't already backed it. Or just even just take a look at it. We'd love to have you just even just take a look at it. We yeah. hope you back it as well. But uh, yeah, this has been Victory Condition Gaming because winning shouldn't be the only Victory Condition when you get to the table. We'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Thank Bye. you, guys.